Here is something really enchanting. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls? Resonance with your host, Chris Michaels. We've taken, I think, about two weeks off lately for whatever reason, one reason or another. And now we're finally back. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I do podcasts every single day under the moniker Last Call with Chris Michaels. And uh, that's also on Spotify. And what else is it on? Spotify. Apple Podcasts, and Anchor, of course. So tonight, there's quite a bit to go through. I've been struggling lately because I always say I'm going to limit the amount of time I'm going to talk on a topic. And lo and behold, I've been I've been doing 30-minute, 45-hour-long podcasts. And it, this whole idea was starting out as doing like 10 15 minute podcasts daily and now it's turned into like this big big show kind of thing and I'm just usual stuff where I have not enough time and not enough patience and too many topics to talk about so tonight we're going to get into uh what did I say oh that's right we got the rat thing that uh Zuckerberg is uh, doing his wife is doing that thing the gender bending rats and we'll get into that uh the new information is coming out about the insurrection but if you listen to this program or if you listen to this network i should say this is nothing new i mean this is something that we've always known about or always suspected and always felt in our bones that the insurrection on january 6th was nothing more than a staged event. Now, who is involved with that? That's the bigger question. And finally, there was a leaked email that came out uh, this afternoon. And this is from England. And this leaked email pretty much lays out what is supposed to happen in England basically from July 19th onward. Because they were supposed to be lifting the COVID sanctions. In England, uh, on Friday, I think, uh, no, Saturday, I think, the 19th. And then he de- uh, Boris Johnson decides to delay it for another month. So now they're already out to July 19th. And this email basically says that the July 19th target date isn't to lift the, uh, the restrictions. It's actually to make them permanent. And here's how we're going to do it. So. I wish I could summarize that email, but there's really no good way to summarize that email other than by reading it because it lays out exactly what we have all suspected. And we have to put it in the rumor column, but it is, I don't know, it is substantial enough where it makes sense that it it could go either way. But it's still good to keep in mind because it's a nice groundwork and a framework of what these totalitarian morons might try to do. 
But I, there's a story that came out because we, we have to talk about COVID all the time. And th- the story came out on Hal Turner Radio, and it's on his website. And we were – I think the last time we spoke, it was about uh, COVID and the spike proteins and how that's influencing people and how the vaccines, the shots, the inoculations are really going to be uh, the transmitters and delivery systems for all this stuff. Um, I, I did a lot of research since the last time I was on the air. I found a ton of articles from years ago, 2015, 2018, and how they speak about they tried to make DNA vaccines. And they, these are all from you know Dr. Eggheads, NIH articles, things like that. Um, they tried to make DNA vaccines work, but they couldn't because the people died all the time. So what they what they did was they figured out a way to manipulate the DNA through, oddly enough, the mRNA, which is exactly what we're seeing now. So this is a culmination of all those efforts that have been that have been researched for years and years and years. I th- I think I even found an article from 2012 talking about researching all this stuff. We find out that uh, nano iron oxide is in all of this stuff and nano iron oxide would one it would explain why we see people <clears throat> slapping magnets and spoons to their arms where the inoculation points are it would also explain why people are getting well getting sick one but two why they are shoving 5g down our throat so badly and why they are cranking up the emf from your cell phone now that's supposedly the case right now so if you're to take a reader over your cell phone the thing is supposedly cranking out radiation worse than ever before um so we've got to be aware of that but hal turner radio talks about an autopsy that was performed on an 86 year old japanese man that died he oddly enough got inoculated against the scourge of COVID-19. Oh, by the way, Germany today, faux pas. Uh, the, the, the health minister, I guess, whatever the equivalent of Dr. Fauci is, in Germany, faux pas today, because she came out there and she was holding her cell phone up because they now officially have vaccine passports. And it had two check boxes on it uh, you know, you've been, you've had it, and you've been vaccinated, or you've had it, and you've had it. But the the thing is, is that you see COVID nineteen, and you see the two check boxes to the right, and then you see COVID twenty one, which two check boxes on the right. So they're already planning for another COVID like event at the end of this year or the beginning of next year. So we've got to watch out for that. Anyway, Hal Turner Radio talks about a Japanese man, 86 years old, had the inoculation, tested negative for COVID nonstop, ended up dead, shared a room. He was in an old folks home, shared a room with somebody that they eventually found out was testing positive for COVID-19. And we uh, are under the, well, we're under the suspicions here. On this program and uh, probably this network and my other podcast, that the COVID inoculations are making people constantly generate these nano spike proteins. 
And also, by doing that, they are basically creating a situation that is not unlike people and their situations involving HIV and AIDS. And it's odd that we're going through this, an, immuno, an autoimmune deficiency, uh, that kind of situation, because Dr. Fauci was the one that was battling the AIDS pandemic all throughout the 80s, including, according to him, uh, visiting bathhouses to observe how AIDS may be transmitted. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, you're, you're observing a bathhouse in New York City in the 80s. Yeah, you're really trying to figure out how that works. I'm sure you had a magnifying glass and a hazmat suit on you as well. Anyway, on Hal Turner Radio, it goes on. Uh, that they, there was a report, an autopsy done on this gentleman, and it was sent to a doctor in the United States. And it, it, basically the doctor does not want to be quoted. He goes, you cannot quote me by name. I will be fired by the hospital if you do. And this is not something that is unrealistic because the hospitals completely control the people that work for them. They completely control the nurses. They completely control the doctors because they have to get everybody on the same page regardless of its truthfulness. So in this case, COVID is a naturally occurring thing. It, it came from uh, 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 bats' hindquarters, and then it, it plopped into somebody's soup, and then lo and behold, somebody uh, sneezed on it, and now we've all got COVID, all 7.5 billion of us. John Stewart, by the way, from The Daily Show, excellent, excellent stuff, completely threw Colbert off, and that little Andrinochrome sniffing uh, four-eyed dork. So the doctor says from Hal Turner Radio, people think that only a minority of people get adverse effects from the vaccine. Based on this new research, which is the autopsy of the 86-year-old Japanese guy, it means that everyone eventually will have adverse effects because those spike proteins will be binding to ACE2 receptors everywhere in the body. That mRNA was supposed to stay in the injection site, and it's not. Now, that's an important sentence because... We have all the people slapping magnets, slapping nails, uh, slapping spoons to their arms like that Spanish television show. They tried to disprove the whole thing. Somebody was inoculated. They go out there. It's a talk show. It's a Good Morning America, Morning Zoo type of program uh, from Spain. And they threw stuff on and then they put a spoon on the guy's arm and the spoon stuck there. And they didn't know what to do because they weren't expecting that to happen because this isn't supposed to happen. That sentence that the doctor wrote, that mRNA was supposed to stay in the injection site, and it's not, is the perfect sentence because we – and I know people. I know people that their mothers uh, passed the magnet test where they slapped a magnet on her arm, and it's actually stuck there. When people are getting these mRNA inoculations – for the first two weeks or so, which is why they tell you to stay home and wear a mask for at least two weeks. For the first two weeks or so, those iron oxide nanoparticles are near the inoculation point, which is what they're they are. They are. Um, I can't think of the word. They are not gravitating towards, but they are confined. There we go. Confined to the inoculation point. 
which is why people can slap magnets and spoons on there. But as the two weeks continues on, all of those nano iron oxide particles are then dispersed throughout the body. And we find out from this autopsy report that these spike proteins go everywhere. He continues, that means the spike proteins created by the mRNA will be in every organ. And we know now it is the spike proteins that do the damage. So the spike proteins, those things are the real problem. And now we've got people that have been inoculated with the DNA programming. I'm sorry, the mRNA programming that makes the body constantly create spiked proteins. What does that tell you? He continues, worse, the viral RNA being found in every organ despite a vaccine indicates one of two things. Number one, the vaccine doesn't work at all. Or two, the vaccine is enjoying antibody-dependent enhancement, meaning it actually spreads faster in vaccinated people. This is a global time bomb. That is exactly it right there. Number two is what's most important. It means that this spreads faster in vaccinated people, meaning COVID viruses. This is just like AIDS and HIV. It's an autoimmune deficiency. People suffering from HIV and AIDS, they get diseases that people like you and me, or not diseases, but viruses, sicknesses, whatever, that you and you and me could contract and not even know we have it because our immune systems are so strong that we just overcome it and not even think about it. I mean, we may sneeze and that may be the whole thing, but for somebody else suffering from HIV or AIDS, it is potentially life threatening because their immune system is so compromised. Now, why is that important? One, like I brought up before, Dr. Fauci was the one studying people in the, I would assume, the pride culture back in the 80s to find out where HIV is going and where how it gets contracted and everything else. Two, remember that report from the, in, from the doctors from India in early 2020 that Zero Hedge posted? And that post got zero heads removed from Facebook and Twitter. Well, that Indian study revealed that COVID-19 exhibited striking similarities to nothing other than HIV AIDS. Now, wouldn't that be something, especially since the person that's currently in charge of the COVID-19 initiative in the United States was responsible for stymieing the effects of HIV AIDS and also funding the lab in Wuhan through various money laundering fronts. And it, by the way, it wasn't just Dr. Fauci because the Pentagon also dumped roughly 39 million additional dollars through EcoHealth, Dajak, uh, Dr. Fauci's good friend, uh, into Wuhan doing the same thing. And the French were also caught doing the same thing through their initiative called P3 and P4. P and and those, that's increasing in severity 
of the kind of uh, biochemical work they wanted the Chinese to work on. So Wuhan is quickly turning out to be a place where the Western world can study viruses without garnering any sort of ridicule or oversight from the governments, whether that's the French government, the U.S. government, or wherever. Wuhan, China was nothing more than a place where governments could siphon money to study dangerous diseases, viruses, biochemical attack, whatever it is, and not have to worry about the Senate or the House of Representatives reining them in. Despite the fact that Obama, 11 days before Donald Trump's inauguration, removed the limitations on studying coronaviruses and gain-of-function research from Dr. Fauci, it was almost as if Barack Obama was setting the stage for 2020. This is Resonance with Chris Michaels, and we are on on the wakeupradio.com. This is Resonance with Michaels. We're here every single Wednesday night from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We talk about politics, whatever else. I don't even know anymore. You know, you do this day in and day out. I do this every single day. Maybe that's why I talk so much. One of the topics that I said we were going to discuss this evening, actually, we're not going to discuss anything. You're going to listen to me talk about it, is... Uh, the gender-bending nonsense that Chan Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg's wife, has funded. Now, this goes in the category of uh, depopulation and also the idea of re-engineering the emotions of children. And I did a podcast on this uh, with Happy, I, I, something about pride, and it was all about Blue's Clues having a big old pride parade and having uh, pedo symbols all throughout that pride parade. And also their ratings plummeted, I think something by 70% because they were having drag queens sing uh, on the commercials for Nickelodeon. So that went sideways. I mean, you could see the agenda here. The, the agenda is a soft version of depopulation because they want same-sex couples. They want more promiscuity less birth. Meanwhile, China the whole time has increased the amount of children that people can have. You know, for a very, very long time, uh, China had the one-child policy, and now they're up to three kids. So you have to realize that's part of the case here. And also, um, I think I brought it up last time, there was a website, Deagle.com. Now, Deagle.com is one of those uh, data... data conglomeration sites that intelligence agencies used and they still do use them and they came out with a report earlier in the year which has since been taken down because they got so much flack for it uh, that showed population distributions growths and and declines uh, until about 2025 now for uh, by 2025 china's population remains just about constant where there's a slight increase, but overall, percentage-wise, it really doesn't go up that much. However, countries like the United Kingdom is experience, will experience, according to Deagle.com, a 70% decline in population. The United States 
will also experience a 70% decline in population. So currently the United States has what, 350 million people in here? So you can imagine what Deagle is saying here. By 2025, in four years, Deagle is at three and a half at this point. Deagle is saying that over 225 million Americans will be dead. That's what they're saying. And the amount of births that occur in America will not compensate for the amount of deaths, which brings us to a net of 250 million people that are not going to be here in the United States. What's also interesting is that a very, very savvy statistician uh, did some research and he said, okay, we're going to take all of the Deagle data, the double Ds, and we're going to plot it and we're going to see just if there is a correlation between COVID lockdowns and the uh, highest population decreases. So what he did was he said, okay, so who has the, and he did Europe, who has the highest, as my voice cracks, who has the highest uh, population decrease according to Deagle by 2025 and it turned out to be London and he then plotted out the rest of Europe on a sliding scale so who was next followed by who was least and he found out that the countries with the strictest lockdowns had the highest level of population decrease so London is just out of control right now and this is going to be part of the plan. They're going to keep people locked down. They're going to make sure that people aren't interacting with one another and they aren't having kids. The United States was the same way, 70% 70, 70 decrease. And also, uh, I would assume states like the coastlines are going to see those massive decreases. So New York, um, L.A., San Diego, on and on, Seattle that kind of deal so chan zuckerberg right on the heels of that she has an initiative oddly enough the chan zuckerberg initiative and they did an experiment uh from chinese research oddly enough you know what are the odds and they performed this experiment in new york's very own cold spring harbor laboratory that's right on the gold coast of long island there is a small town called cold spring harbor Oddly enough, there is a lab there, hence the name Cold Spring Harbor Laboratory. Now, where have you heard this lab before? Why some nefarious Germans during the 1920s, 30s, maybe the 40s, I'll give you 1940, because 1941 is when Pearl Harbor was bombed and the United States said Germany first, and, you know, end of 41, early 42. So I'll give you up until 1941. Cold Spring Harbor Laboratory was very well known for its eugenics studies and its eugenics programs. So you want to talk about final solutions and where they get it from, they probably, not probably, they did get a lot of their research from New York's Cold Spring Harbor Laboratory. And here we are, almost 100 years later, thanks to Chan Zuckerberg, they have successfully allowed male rats to give birth. Yes, you heard that right. Now, the success rate for this is about 3.68%. So 3.7% of the time, 
uh, male rats gave birth successfully. Okay, so th almost four, let's say three rats out of a hundred, three male rats out of a hundred were allowed to do this. Now, how you you have to ask yourself, like, first, of all, why would you do this? And this has to do with the you know the completely confusing the gender roles, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and they don't want people to do things naturally anymore. They want to completely re-engineer the race. So what did they do? First, a female rat has to conceive the fetus, and a non-castrated male rat is needed for that. Basically, they have sex. Secondly, the castrated male rat needs a blood transfusion from the pregnant female rat to carry over female hormones and other things necessary to give birth. Lastly, a female rat has to have her uterus surgically removed and surgically placed into a castrated male rat, and the male rat is able to perform a C-section to get out the germinated pup. So, I mean, if you want to talk about icky things, and what they have in store for the human race, this is it. This is completely it. I mean, if you're horrified at the fact that it only takes three visits to a doctor for a child to go through hormone replacement therapy, anti-androgen therapy, um, anti-puberty blockers, on and on, three visits, that's all it takes. This kind of thing where we're going to start to see, quote unquote, males have uh, basically fetuses implanted into them after their balls are cut off. I mean, this this is horrific. This is Dr. Frankenstein kind of things. Noah, get the ark ready yet again, because if we're to go back to the Bible, God didn't like this kind of thing going on. Now, if we're hearing about this kind of thing, you can only imagine what's going on in the bowels of some mountain, either in China, in the United States, off-planet, off-dimensional. You can only imagine what they're really doing. So you have to start asking yourself and other people, why are they doing this? They're trying to make a fool out of the race. They're trying to create the human race into literally a slave-type species, where if you want to give birth, then you're going to have to go through a lot of pains here because they're trying to switch the gender roles completely. The natural way to give birth is a male puts the key in the female keyhole. But since you are switching the gender roles and you are screwing around with the biology through the insertion of hormones and things like that, what they're going to start to see a trend of is genetic males are going to be the only ones able to give birth. And they're going to make it a really, really difficult time because they are promoting the gender bending, the gender reversals nonstop. They're trying to make it so that people are so confused they don't even know the correct biological way to get pregnant. This is Chris Michaels for Resonance via onthewakeupradio.com.
This is the la- uh, no, this is uh, Resonance uh, via on the wake up radio. Com. I'm your host, Chris Michaels. We're here every single week from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can hear us all over the place. So please like, please share with everybody that you can share it with. And also, if you want to give us money because you love what we're doing here, then by all means, who are we to stop you from doing that? So I would implore you to do something because we're all trying to make a buck here. We're not doing this out of – well, actually, some of us are doing it out of passion like me. I don't care. I can talk all day long. Uh, but we uh, – of course, like any other burgeoning podcasting network, we always would welcome your cash. And we'll say nice things about you too because you could be a sponsor, I'm sure. And who doesn't like nice things said about them? Well, I'll tell you one person that doesn't like nice things said about them is uh, a whole bunch of nasty people. Nasty, nasty people about this big insurrection, the assault on the Capitol building on January 6th, 2021, the very pinnacle of Trump's fascism. Well, it's coming out, thanks to Revolver.com, that more than likely on January 6th, the FBI and various other agencies had people planted and had infiltrated all of the Trump protesters. And the reason why the Capitol Hill Police or Capitol Building, whatever the hell that name is, Capitol Police, the reason why they're not releasing over 14,000 hours of video is because those videos will show a couple of things. Number one, they will, and we have seen one clip of this, and it's gone viral. Number one, a whole bunch of black-clad individuals already inside the Capitol building opening up doors for the protesters outside of the Capitol building. That means that the rumors that we heard about Nancy Pelosi, Dianne Feinstein, Swalwell, all these California Democrats, having Black Lives Matter and Antifa members in the Capitol building to witness the electoral ballot counting as their guests is probably true. That means that they allowed those people in there and they knew what they were going to do. So I would like to know what was the trigger word for all of that to happen? They set Trump up. That's what I'm getting at here. So Revolver is starting to bring all of that out. The Gateway Pundit also reported FBI and DHS attempt to recruit Green Beret to infiltrate the Oath Keepers before January 6th. Now, the problem with the uh, FBI and DHS is that they didn't think that a Green Beret would be recording his property and has the whole interaction videotaped and is more than happy to start releasing said videotape as soon as I assume he's paid a substantial amount for it. What else do we have? Matt Getz. Now, Matt Getz I'm on the fence about because he does some pretty weird things down there in Florida, including adopting kids. Um, He wrote a letter to the Honorable 
Christopher Ray. Christopher Ray, director of the FBI. Christopher Ray, who did nothing for Donald Trump, uh, is a loser, and he needs a haircut. Matt Getz wrote, as the events of January 6th come to clearer relief, many questions remain. On June 8th, the Senate Homeland Security Committee and the Senate Rules Committee jointly produced a 95-page report and said that federal intelligence agencies failing to warn of a potential for violence to a lack of planning and preparation by U.S. Capitol Police and law enforcement leadership. Okay, good point. Because do you mean to tell me that the, uh, the rabble, because that's what they were, they were rabble, okay, somehow made it to the Capitol building, somehow got in there, stayed in the roped-off areas, right? Remember that picture? Stayed in the roped-off areas, and nobody knew something like that was going to happen? None of these straw-chewing yokels texted one another about what their plans might have been? That doesn't make any sense. And the other thing is that you're telling me that everybody was just shocked about what happened at the Capitol building that day. Nobody could have guessed that, despite the FBI being there, the CIA, the DHS, various other agencies that we probably don't even know about monitoring Washington, D.C. None of them had any clue about this? Of course not. So he wants to know, in the year leading up to the events, to what extent were the three primary militia groups, Oath Keepers, Proud Boys, and Three Percenters, infiltrated by agencies of the federal government? Two, exactly how many federal undercover agents or confidential informants were present at the Capitol during the siege? Three, of all the unindicted co-conspirators, this is the important one, of all of the unindicted co-conspirators, referenced in the charging documents of those indicted for the crimes on January 6th. So the 30-odd people that are now in solitary confinement, facing up to 25 to 30 years of imprisonment, those people, the rabble, of all, they also had unindicted co-conspirators. So people know that they were getting help, the rabble was getting help, but they are unindicted, and the federal government has chosen not to go after them. Now, Mr. Getz is asking the question, how many worked? How many of these unindicted co-conspirators that assisted the rabble to get into the White House or the Capitol building, how many worked as confidential informants or as an undercover operative for the federal government? I expect an answer by August 1st. 2021. Basically, what Getz just said is that the FBI engaged in another false flag attempt to overthrow what this republic stands for. Remember the shoe bomber? Remember the underwear bomber? Remember all of the other mass attacks, all of the other ridiculous terrorist attacks, supposedly, performed by people that probably wear Velcro shoes those people were set up by the FBI. Mr. Getz is saying, I'm going to call your bluff because more than likely the your FBI agents or undercover operatives, whatever adjective you have for these guys, had infiltrated these groups that quote-unquote assaulted the Capitol. 
And more than likely, the people that organized those efforts were in fact working for the FBI, the CIA, the Department of Homeland Security in one capacity or the other, either directly or as an informant. So once again, you've got a whole bunch of rabble that probably don't even know how to tie their shoes somehow being able to get inside of the Capitol building when they when the when the Senate is counting electoral ballots for the next president of the United States. There's no way that these straw-chewing knuckle-draggers were able to get into the Capitol building just willy-nilly like they did unless they had assistance. And Matt Getz, for what it's worth, finally called them out and said, who are these unindicted co-conspirators and why aren't they indicted? Why aren't they in solitary confinement with the 30-odd other people that supposedly were assaulting the Capitol building and democracy and the republic everywhere? It's because those unindicted co-conspirators were, in fact, hired by the federal government to act as agent provocateurs to make sure that this spectacle was going to be seen by everybody. Notice how none of the politicians got hurt during that whole thing. It's because they knew it was coming, and they knew it was staged, and they had a heads up the whole time. This is Chris Michaels for Resonance via OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Okay, this is the final stretch for Resonance with Chris Michaels. As always, remember to listen to us every single Wednesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. And I'm there as Last Call with Chris Michaels, and I do a daily podcast. I've been trying to keep them down to 15 minutes, but lately it's just been 30 minutes, an hour, and I've been utterly exhausted at the end of the experience. A, a veritable dried-out husk after those podcasts. So I'm go this is it. This is the big thing. This is the COVID plan. This was leaked out today. And uh, like we have to put this in the speculation category. We have to put this in the category of it may be true, it may not be true, but it is still worth knowing and being aware of. This email is from Neil M. Ferguson. Now, if that name sounds familiar to you, then good, you're on the right path. Neil Ferguson is the crazy, maniacal moron in England that came up with these completely unrealistic COVID death numbers. So when you, all the way back in early 2020, when we were hearing things like, oh, there's going to be 5 million, 10 million, 15 million dead in the United States unless we put on three masks, Neil Ferguson is the chump that came up with those numbers and the politicians ran with it because they all have an agenda. So Neil Ferguson sent this to a bunch of stooges over there in England. Subject line, next steps, permanent lockdown of the UK with the impending decision and announcement to be made later today by the PM, Prime Minister, in regards to the four-week extension, this is what I brought up earlier, 
uh, to July 19th, we now have a relatively short window of opportunity to finalize the next steps of the process. It remains crucial for everything to remain on track and for all of us to remember our common purpose. It's been tough and it will get tougher, but provided that we stay united and we manage to persuade the bulk of the country that we are doing this for good reasons, we'll be able to move to part two of the quote-unquote plan. In short, this will be moving towards a permanent lockdown of the country from Thursday, July 15th. Now, let's see if that's actually Thursday. Uh, July 15th is, in fact, a Thursday. Okay. Uh, permanent with the reasons for doing so being made a spike in the new Indian and Nepal variants, in quotes, of the, in quotes, virus, which, as we know, is just a rebranding of hay fever. Wow, thank you very much, Mr. Ferguson. The quote-unquote virus has already been very profitable and fruitful for us, and there is no limit to which we cannot further profit. Still, we must ensure that we have complete and utter cooperation from the government and the media and use the line, quote, it is just too risky to go ahead with summer. We can model increases for the variants in line. For example... Anti-lockdown protests would say, uh, oh gosh, we've got another outbreak. Two, the Euro 2021 football matches in England and Scotland. Three, where populations swell during the summer months. Seaside resorts, as well as theme parks, as well as the countryside and tourist traps. So you see where he's going with all this, and you see how he's molding the narrative here. If we can get the message out that because of these variants... They're going to be are going to be multiple and will completely crash the NHS, basically the hospital system. If not correctly dealt with immediately, then the public should be compliant and the compliance and unquestioning nature of the masses will be crucial in getting across the finishing line, quote unquote, and thereby we would have played our part in changing the country. It will then be up to the others to lock down as part of the I can't pronounce this, Kalergi, and the WEF, World Economic Forum, Schwab Plan. For other reasons, such as the environment and water scarcity of 2022 and 23, food shortages from 23 to 24, and global finance and mass inflation from 24 to 25, culminating or culminating in, in the finance, Jesus Christ, can't read culminating in final finalization of the UN, WHO, and WEF Joint Global Kalergi Plan in 2025. He just mapped out what is supposed to happen over the next five years. Now, this email goes on and on and on, and they're coming up with a capital variant of the virus in London, the Dorset variant centered on Bournemouth, and the border variants centered on England and Scotland border. They're going to use things like True Patriot to get locked down and so on and so forth. Um, but there's one little thing in here. Oh, here it is. I have also been updated by Serco, S-E-R-C-O, who are to release stay-at-home bracelets, which will act like electronic tags and will be made compulsory for every household in the country with all residents, tenants, etc., being made to have both by law. 
These bracelets will work with the new 5G technology and will notify Central Command Center, whoever that is, if a person has ventured outside of their quote-unquote confined space with punishments ranging up to 50,000 pounds to, deter, uh, to detainment in custody for quote-unquote an indefinite period. This, the first batch of bracelets will introduce will be introduced in August in London, Birmingham, Nottingham, Cardiff, Belfast, Swansea, Manchester, Newcastle, Glasgow, Edinburgh, Liverpool, Leeds, Sheffield, on and on. Okay, get that. Second batch will be introduced the following month, and a third batch in November in order to reach the outlying and hard-to-reach areas of the UK. So that's what's in store for the UK, and it makes perfect sense because. You know that they're trying to do that. You know they're turning on 5G left and right. They've already notified customers that they're switching off 3G to make room for 5G. You can find videos of people flying into the UK and being quarantined and treated like concentration camp victims. They're stuck in these hotels for 10 days, and they have to pay the hotel expenses on their own. They're allowed 20 minutes of exercise per day. Everybody must remain at least six feet apart. Nobody can talk to one another, and they've got food delivered to their doors. They can't even go outside of their hotel room because they've got guards at the elevators and all the entrances 24 hours, seven days a week. You think that that kind of thing won't come to the United States? It will, and it will come in the form of defunding the police. Because if you defund the police, that means somebody else has to take over the policing. And the people and the companies, companies that are going to take over that policing have no observance. They do not have to observe your rights as American citizens. It doesn't – U.S. citizens, not American citizens. It doesn't matter to them. That's why they want to defund the police because they want a private police force that can do more – and not have to worry about observing your rights. So let's see what happens in England, and let's hope we avoid it here in the United States. This is Chris Michaels for Resonance on OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. You, the people, have the power, the power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diane. Cindy Ashby Production. Ashby Production. Ashby Production. On the wake up.